The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the community. The material and information presented on this podcast is for general information purposes only and any reliance on the information provided on this podcast is done at your own risk. Hello out there and welcome to another episode of the Apology Accepted Podcast. Yay! (laughs) Alright y'all, another week has come and here we are. I still have my special guest and co-host, Erica! Hey! Hey girl, hey girl, hey! So this week y'all, we're going to talk about teens, mental health we are in the month of may where we all know and if you don't know now you do may is a mental health awareness month and so i want to hear i want to hear from the little people well not little people but from the team right here with me to just check in with the mental health of her her and her peers like how often do we check in with our teenagers to say you know how are you feeling mentally? Because there's a difference from saying, oh, how you feel today? And somebody's going to say, oh, I feel fine. Because most of the time we connect how you feeling with physical. Like, well, ain't nothing hurting. Eh, you know, I'm fine. So you have to be specific when asking. So I try to ask, how are you doing mentally? Because that has nothing to do with your physical. So hearing from the a teen herself, Erica, who's going to, I guess, bring us into your world in, of you and your peers and how do y'all deal with certain stuff or how do you deal with, I guess, certain stuff. And um, yeah, how is your mental health? How are you doing mentally? Are you asking me? Or? I am. I'm asking you right now. How are you doing mentally? Uh-huh. I think I need like a... Like a prompted like... Time. Like, I don't mean? know. Like, I don't really know. Like, I'm just like here. Like Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Like So you don't know how like you don't know how you feel mentally? Like I mean that's the if that's your answer then that's the answer. Um, but like do you feel I know it's you know exam time, you didn't have these AP testings, you didn't have oh, you yeah. know all these finals and um your film or uh what did y'all did a showcase mm-hmm. like stressors are part of your mental health so how do you feel do you feel like mentally drained do you feel like you know are you feeling sad are you you know those are things dealing with your mental health and sometimes we you know we don't even recognize it sometimes because in some cases people are so used to feeling the way they feel they don't know that they're actually feeling mm-hmm. in a way that is more, let's say, mental health heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you made the reference to, oh, well, I mean, I'm just here. Like, how do you identify yeah. your stressors? How do you identify when you are stressed about something? I don't know, like, uh, I feel relieved that all the stuff is over, like, with my testing and with my AP tests and with my shows and everything like that. It feels like I can, like, start new because these are the things I've been working towards for, like, eight months. So it feels like now I can, like, refresh myself. Or either breathe. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Well, I can't really pinpoint when I'm stressed out because I feel like I'm always stressed out. So, like... And why do you feel like you always stressed out? Is it all school-related? Or is some of it home-related? Like, how do you come up with you always feel 
stressed out. I ain't gonna say work related because you ain't got no job. <laughs> I definitely do not have a job. You ain't got no job. True. But mm, I feel like there's always so much to be done. Even when like there's nothing to be done right now, there's always something to be done. So when I say like I'm always stressed out, like there's always something I could be doing and the thought of me not doing it stresses me out. Like I'm working on my film right now, even though I finished the one that's for school that's due, like I could be creating way more content. And the fact that I would like not be creating content stresses me out. Cause like, I'm not adding anything to my life. Like I'm not adding any like value or anything to like show that I'm like progressing within myself. So when you are doing your film, that is a, I mean, that's work, yes, um, but also that film is what you enjoy. True. So, so like, I don't know, like, how to balance that. Like, it stresses me out, but, like, I can keep going because I love it, if that makes sense. Does the stress come in the form of, because you know, business this is what you do for school and you have deadlines and you have stuff that have to be turned in. Like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think the stress comes from school. I think the stress comes from like, this is what I want to do with my life. So if I'm not progressing with it right now, what am I doing with my life? Like, if that makes sense, like, this is something I want to pursue, like for the rest of my life. This is your career. Right. So if I'm not, actively working on it right now then what am I doing because academics though are great that's not what I want to do with my life math science that's not what I want to do with my life if if I'm not working on some sort of creative outlet towards film like then all this seems like it's not making sense okay so you are stressing yourself out yeah okay um, <laughs> I just want to be clear to the to the people, to the folks that's listening. Um, True. Erica definitely stresses herself out. It seems like you you definitely you have definitely set a high expectation for yourself, which is True. fine. Which is fine. Um, so you set this marker for yourself with this high expectation, and then if you feel like you're not working towards the mark then you feel like you ain't accomplishing nothing. Right. But what you not realizing is because you because you have to do so much academically mm-hmm. because none none no class of what you taking is just a simple English simple math. You have AP this, AP that, honors this. So everything you do is on a high scale. So once you complete something that you've been working on, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, you're done with the with the exams from last week. Mm-hmm. So it's like a weight that's lifted off of you. So it's okay to take a moment to be like, you know what? Let me regroup. And you said that. Mm-hmm. But you can't take your regroup as a negative because even the most talented people in film mm-hmm. regroup. True. Or you're going to find yourself burnt out in a, a field where you cherish, you're going to start to hate it. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. And, and sometimes, and I talk about um, giving yourself a moment all the time like you know through social media through podcasting I always say you know make sure you guys give yourself a moment and most people I've had people contact me to talk about that and it's like well I'm on my grind and I can't just stop so let me just clear something up right now while (laughs) it's right here on my mind when I say give yourself a moment I'm not saying Stop what you're doing. Yeah. I'm just saying, give yourself a moment. You know, it, because if you don't, your body will. So either you want to voluntarily give yourself a moment, yeah. or you're going to allow your body give you a moment 
say, hey, look. That's what happens too. Like, some, I'll I'm be like shutting down. Or like, I'll get yeah. like strap or something. Your, your body will say, you know what? We gonna, we gonna go ahead and shut it down for a minute. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we'll get back to it. Right. You know, after we yeah. didn't rest. Because some people be like, no, you know, I work every day, no days off. And I definitely get that concept. Um, but when I say I'm taking a moment, that might look different. Everybody moment looks different. If you are a person, for example, that is, uh, you might work from home or you might work in a call center or you might work at a job where it you're mandatory to be on the phone a lot. Yeah. Your moment might be, I ain't answering no calls today. <laughs> because that's what no, I do. No like when I take my moment and when I say I'm off, that might look like for me not being on my computer mm-hmm. because that's what I do all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So giving my eyes a break, giving my brain a break from my laptop, mm-hmm. that's me taking my moment. So for everybody that just be like, I can't take no mo- no moment. It must be nice. It mu-. Yeah, it is because I've definitely have experienced my body shutting down without me wanting it to shut down. Mm-hmm. I've definitely, I've experienced that anxiety attack, that panic attack, that mental breakdown. Like, these are things that I have experienced. And so now, I am like, no, I have to take a moment. You want to know what my moment is? What's your moment? My moment is when I'm at the table that freshly finished dinner. <laughs> Like right he, now, yeah. And he like, here go your plate. That's the moment. That is the moment. I can just sit down and I eat. Dang, he fix your plate. Yeah, he he still be fixing my plate. I don't know what I'm gonna do when I go off to college because he still fix my plate. You know, if, when I come downstairs, he be like, the food. <laughs> nah, he he be doing my plate up and everything. Why? <laughs> Mental note. Yeah, I got something to say about that. Um, okay. And, and and that's eating your moment. <laughs> that e- eating, <laughs> eating is your moment, which is fine. Cause I can like watch TV, also. As long as you take a moment, I don't want you get suckered into the mentality of if I'm not working, I'm not being successful or I'm not being productive. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of things we think about, which are my because you are so involved in film, your mind don't necessarily shut down. So even though you might be taking a moment, you didn't might you might have in your moment came up with a gazillion ideas yeah. to do that you're gonna do once you're out of your moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I would definitely I would say like yesterday. Was yesterday Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, yeah, because it was the kid's birthday. Okay. So, you know, I was like, I am not working today Mm -hmm. because some part of my Saturday I would work but just because I'm not physically working meaning I have not cut on a computer I am not taking nobody's calls that don't mean I have not jotted down some stuff work related some ideas that came to my mind Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna jot it down because I'm gonna work on it later it's just I'm not gonna do it today right so that has helped me mentally like when we talk about mental health awareness, when we talk about self-care, you just have to recognize and some things that we do that might have started off as a hobby and might have turned into uh, some form of side hustle or extra income for us. Mm-hmm. I don't consider that working. Because it's things that we enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Like if, like you draw, you True. know, and sometimes you'll be in here and you'll just be doodling. And that's probably, without you even knowing it, your moment and your time of thinking. Mm-hmm. Because I know film comes to your mind. Yeah. You know, be, it, it, it's just what it is. When mm-hmm. I am doing paparazzi, I don't look at it, even though it's a whole business for me. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a it's a side business. I make money from it, but it's also work that I have to do. I don't consider it as work because 
I don't have to solve problems mm-hmm. with that work. With but that also, like, it's a little flipped when you're, like, in adulthood versus, like, high school. Like, because I know people right now, like, they go to my school, but, like, something that they love has turned into something that they hate. Because there's so many yeah. restrictions on them and there's so many deadlines. There's there's so much that restricts the art in itself that it doesn't even feel like fun anymore. So, like, mm. people who maybe, like, I know it's more likely in art majors because it's it's more time-consuming than anything else. Right. So, it there might be a deadline for a certain amount of days, but, like, they have so many other things going on. The time to sit down and draw something probably just isn't just available to them or something like that but like i know that like something that they came to the school for that they love has turned into something that they no longer love because of the workload with the major i'm not sure i it might be the workload with the major it might just be that the fact that i'm doing this now for a grade i'm doing this now for x y and z i'm not doing this because i love it i'm doing it because i have to do it it's it's mandatory it's right. not that's what you can't but that's what they auditioned for true. the school to do right but i don't think people like really understand how overwhelming it is like mm. though you audition for the school you don't think that this is going to be all of what your life is like when i when i auditioned for film i didn't even know really what it was until i auditioned i didn't really know exactly what i was getting into mm-hmm. but it didn't turn into anything that I don't love anymore because I definitely love it. But I do think that there is restrictions. What type of restrictions? When you say it. restrictions, like what the school is restricting some of the. Well, they can't help but restrict it because when I when I say that, I mean, like there is certain quotas that we have to meet. There's certain deadlines that we have to meet. Like I have to make this because it's due Friday. Not that I want to make this because I just think it's fun. I need this to be done by Friday because it's due Friday. Not I want to make this because, hey, I think this is a really good idea and I want to do this. Yeah, so the restriction is the major in... In itself, it just... It's overwhelming for you to love something, but to also Have make to do it, it meet somebody else's standards. Okay. To make it meet somebody else's line instead of yours. Okay, like, for instance, me podcasting. Like yeah. I do it because this is what you I enjoy. Be <laughs> but I am <laughs> you hear y'all? I am I'm not doing it because I am trying to make money or become this mm-hmm. famous talk show person. This is what I enjoy. And I don't want it to turn into something that I feel like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, I Lord, I got to. Mm-hmm. And you know, I tell my people, look, sorry y'all I was late, but they know me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and that's the thing. And though we want to be consistent, mm-hmm. right, um, that is not always the case. And I've learned when I when I can't be consistent, I still be like, hey, look, my apologies. But, you know, I'm I'm dealing with some stuff or, I'm you know, life has happened or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But this is something that I enjoy and it's not mandatory from nobody. Mm-hmm. I don't have to uh, be on nobody else's time. I don't have to say, hey, where are you available? Am I available? What a, mm-hmm. I, none of that. I just get to freely do and say mm-hmm. what I want, you know, because I always. I've preferenced it in the beginning as, you know, I'm I am not a therapist. This is this podcast is solely my journey and what I want to talk about and what I want to do. So if I want to change my topic, then I can, you know, so I don't fall out of love with it. So what you're saying is that a lot of people that make a lot of your peers that has major in this thing. Mm -hmm. This is what they went to school for because this is what they love. But is so many deadlines and so many projects that they got to work on that they probably don't even like. Mm-hmm. But this is what the teacher said needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Now it's becoming unfun because mm-hmm. not only you got to do it by the deadline, but you got to do it in a way that the teacher said, this is right. how you have to do it. And I am thankful for like a teacher like mine because he's very, 
he'll give us prompts if we don't have anything to come up with ourselves. Okay. But he's more like, um, hey, this is more like the range of things that you need to fit in. Fit in it how you fit in it. It's not like a... So he's giving you more creative control? Yeah. But I feel like it's not the same for other majors because they have to... Like, I'll, I'll keep using art as an example. They have, like, shows they have to... They, oh, it's yeah. mandatory for them to fit inside of this box for that show. So the show has a theme, and if they don't fit inside that theme, I think their grade is a little bit lower than average. Or so, either, do y'all have, like, um dancers? Y'all got... Yeah, yeah, we have, dan- we have dancers, um, okay. but I don't really know, like, their thing. Uh, I'll do music as another example that's beyond art. Music, like the things that they perform it's more I'll use choir because I, I know more choir people they sing more like uh, gospel okay. but children our age do not want to sing gospel we want to Why sing you, regular stuff not, is that so yeah. no but like oh. <laughs> we for the audiences we perform for we have to fit the audience I think so oh, like okay. when they they have like contemporary like voices where they like do like modern pop songs but that's not what their major is their major is more like uh yeah like they have to harmonize they gotta do all that they can't like sing like like beyonce or nothing like they can't do that oh they can't be like what's that song i hate so much what that song with them all them girls dang what is the chorus Shabuya, yeah, yeah, Shabuya. Oh, Shabuya. They can't do that. Right. I'm glad because I don't like that song at all. Um, okay. Well, that's a good example. So you think that. But you went to this school because you love to sing. And mm. you still do love to sing, but you don't like to sing gospel. So it. So now you're consistently singing something that you don't. It's like going to a nine to five that you hate. You have to be there to make money. Yeah, and you want to make the money. That's what you're going there for, because you love making money. But you, you hate doing what you you hate lifting lifting boxes and putting them on the truck. So like, it's the same thing essentially. So that can cause that's stressful. stress. Yeah, uh, that could cause you know mental breakdowns. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we break down mentally and don't even realize it. Mm. You know, have you ever felt like? You have just had just a mental overload. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, how do you deal with those? How do you how do you deal with maybe not feeling like your normal self? And then identifying that you know what? Today is just not a good day. I think I'm very much of a people's person. So even when I'm in my, like, today is not a good day, I don't like to put that towards other people. Mm-hmm. So when I go to school, like, nobody will know that my day is bad. So I know that my day is bad. I might tell Jayana that my day is bad. I'd be like, today just was not my day. And right. she'll be like, tell me about it. Like, right, right, right. what's going on? And that's, I think that's probably how I, like release that stress i tell her like everything so when i talk to her yeah yeah because y'all be breaking each other's sleep i'm like how are you texting her and it's like after midnight okay but if she need to text me after midnight i mean i'm gonna be there i mean i know but she probably should be asleep (laughs) i mean mean, she'll be asleep if she need to be asleep though well (laughs) i can't say too much because y'all are very y'all are good students yeah so i can't say but so much but i'm just saying yeah, <laughs> but she I need to be sleep. Yeah, get her beauty sleep. Um, so but they also do like don't go to school till like nine. So oh, she yeah, don't get up right. at seven. <laughs> she right. get up at eight thirty. <laughs> uh, that's right, y'all. They Henrico. Yes, yes. That is, they is not on Richmond City time. Okay, so yeah, that you know, all right, cool. She could she could probably handle. She's up for a little bit more than yeah, because she ain't got to get up at five. Okay, yeah, cool. So, your outlet really for a lot of your stressors and mental health feelings, you have your BFF. Yeah. Were you able to just conversate with, and, and vice versa, she's able to conversate with you. Yeah. And y'all able to be there and help each other, I guess. Yeah. Does and that I feel help like, you? Um, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can tell her things without judgment. judgment. Yeah. Like, there's certain things where I could be like, I cannot say this out loud, but I gotta tell you this right now. I can't say this out loud. Yeah. Okay. Or it'll, it'll be like, it's just like, like stupid stuff. Like, it doesn't even <laughs> have to be like, I'd be like, oh my God, this girl annoyed me today. She was like chewing gum all loud. And she was like, oh my God, yeah, this this dude did the same thing in class. Like, <laughs> so like, it's it's funny. It's She makes it funny for me. She makes it lighthearted for me. So it makes it not feel as serious as I'm making it in my head, if that makes sense. Because I'll mm-hmm. be like, for the chewing gum example, I'll be like, God, this person's annoying. Like, do they ever think about anybody else? They chewing gum and they don't even think about nobody else. They just chewing gum all out. And she'll be like, they probably didn't even know they was chewing gum out loud. They like snip snapping. They don't even care. Like, <laughs> Or she'll like send a meme, make a joke about it or something, call them a name or something. And it makes it more funny than it's just like, I can't get my work done because this dude is chewing. It's right. more like a, this is funny. This is not serious. It's not that deep. Yeah, it's not literally. It's not that deep. Okay. So she helps you with that. Yeah. So how do other people, like, if you would, if you had to guess, Mm-hmm. in your peers with your peers like how how do most teens deal with their mental health um if you had to guess i feel like they don't mm-hmm. i mean like i mean that's the answer yeah on i've definitely experienced more awareness with mental health being on the west coast than i did east coast cuz i feel like on east coast i was more around black people and black people seem to think as mental health as taboo mm-hmm. so it's more like we ain't talk about that it's okay. more like a shelter but now everybody like it's in your face here so you cannot ignore it so it's like most kids if they not dealing with it that well some of them can deal with it because they're still minors they it's not like they can attend therapy on their own it's not mm-hmm. like they can do anything that's outside of just telling somebody else right and then sometimes telling somebody else can be very overwhelming yeah. like somebody that I have probably had one conversation with telling me their whole life story to me is very overwhelming. It's I, very overwhelming for you to hear or yes, for them to tell. It's very overwhelming for me L-Bose. to hear it. It's okay. very like why it's I I don't like sounding insensitive. So it's but it's like why are you telling me this? Like like no seriously <laughs> Wait, like no like seriously it's like I, I I do film. I don't. Yeah, like, I don't, like how did we get here? I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I'm more of a fixer, so I I can give you okay. a very great solution to your problem. But if you like, just want me to like sit here and kind of like sit in it with you, you it'll take are, me more than just a a one conversation kind of person. You are definitely not your brother, so you 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 are not. Human services and Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I was, um, hey, I hear what you're saying, but look, can you go and stand to the side right here? I got to <laughs> film this real quick, and I'm still listening. Um, Okay, but you do, I will say this, you do have that bubbly personality That's why where I think people, people can come up to me and, like, yes. say these things to me. Yes. And I... They can emotionally bomb it yeah. all over you. You're like, because I do not half like the that. things this they say you've never experienced. Yes. Or or yes. the lifestyle yes. that they have to go through. So it's more for you out of your reach because mm-hmm. these are things that, that you're just not familiar with. Yeah. To me, it feels very like abrupt. It's like mm-hmm. a, like a stop. Like what is like, what is going on? More like, like a, oh my God. What? Yeah. Like, it's like. <laughs> You what? what? <laughs> like how? what happened? Like how did what? Like it just in my mind it takes. Like if Jayana told me something like that, I can talk her through. Like I can I can sit with her in it because mm-hmm. I've known her for ten years. But if somebody I've known for mm-hmm. ten minutes tries <laughs> to like come up with this stuff with me, it's hard for me to engage with them because I don't know you like that. It's mm-hmm. more like a, I don't converse with you like that. So like. We have. I try to keep people in these bubbles, and I I try to, but sometimes the bubbles get a little mixed. Because you you even though it is not in your expertise as a peer <laughs> to listen to issues, but you are definitely a helper at heart. Yeah, you've like you've always been. I feel that. like that's what stresses me out though. Yeah, like I want to help them. 
but you so don't I'm know sit how. here and listen to it but i don't know how to help you so now we're just we're just sitting here so at your school do you think do y'all have like um peer mediators like what would y'all call like um do y'all have a place where teens can go and kind of like just be or digress or like like just sit there like or do you mean like a or have like were they able yeah were they able to talk to another team like do y'all have mm. do y'all have peer mediators at y'all school and if y'all don't do you think that's no. something that would be helpful well um my school is very click based Okay. So, like, I feel like if we did have those mediators, there'd have to be, like, four of them to meet right. each other's standards. Like, if a dance major came into, like, our circle and was, like, the teen mediator, we'd feel very much on the offensive. But if it was just another, like, art major, we'd probably talk to them a bit more. So, if there was somebody like that, it would have to be strictly operated. And if it can be more than one person, I'm yeah. just saying, do you think... Um, peer mediators would benefit though a lot of would benefit other students who might feel more comfortable talking to a teen versus a teacher or a mom at this point because sometimes people just need someone to listen I do think it would be beneficial but at the same time I think now that that team knows what do they do with this information now we're putting that onto some like we're putting that more on somebody else to kind of shift it to somebody else right so I don't I don't think I would want to be a mediator because that to me sounds stressful right because it's like now what do I do now that you told me yeah and now like what if somebody tells me something so serious that but I just made a promise that I'm not telling nobody right and so I know well this was back in the day, and I'm not going to say how far back. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not back that. in the day. Yeah, but I was a peer mediator for middle school, and it mm. is a heavy job. Yeah, I, I would move um, myself. A, and definitely you have to go through training mm-hmm. to, to be able to do this. Um, but sometimes when we talking about teens, as we are right now, mm-hmm. A lot of teens just feel better with talking to other teens, whether it's in a group setting, whether it's a one on one. I just found Erica in the hallway. Erica, real quick. I know we got seven minutes to get to class, but let me see. For these minutes, I'm just going to emotionally vomit on you and I'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. And so just asking if that is a thing. But because your school and this might not work for to that magnitude for your school because you I mean you go to a magnet school so everybody is there for a something Mm -hmm. you know and y'all majors take up a lot of of your time Mm -hmm. because your major is what four classes three of my eight three of the eight okay Mm -hmm. and so that's a lot in in really just how are our teens dealing because someone who listened to this is a parent of a team mm-hmm. you know so just getting your like, feedback mm, I feel like when it what could help teens the most starts in the home like okay. with with a parent I'm blessed to have open minded parents okay. or open-minded to an extent it's not like i'm doing drugs or nothing but like right, open-minded to an extent. Open. yeah because <laughs> we are that open but like it starts it starts in the home if your teen feels like they can't tell you something then they're not going to tell you so right. and, and maybe if you if you don't know if your teen feels like that ask them we don't don't tiptoe be like do you feel like you could talk to me and just hmm. sit down and ask them you like we are also people so we can definitely answer your questions. <laughs> I didn't know if y'all knew this, y'all listeners, but <laughs> these teens, they people. They yeah, we're also <laughs> people. We can we can answer the question to at least the best of our ability. And and in some situations, would you rather the parent acts versus just assume everything is okay? Because sometimes mm-hmm. 
do you think it's stressful? Does it stress you guys out more? When I say you guys, I mean students, teens, kids, whatever. When we try to make you live up to something that is not really for you. But now you trying to live it up because that's what we want you to do. Yeah, I think that is... I think that is stressful because, like, it's already hard trying to become your own person. Right. And for somebody to kind of implement a different lifestyle that you didn't even imagine yourself doing in the first place, Mm -hmm. it messes you up and now you're off track within yourself. So it's it's going to be 10 times harder to find yourself when somebody's telling you who you're supposed to be. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because I definitely... You said that you wanted to audition for this school, um, for Las Vegas Academy. Of course, we wasn't living in um, mm-hmm. Vegas. We were in Virginia. But still... I think I push you guys differently. Not necessarily oh, be yeah. what I want you to be, but I never want y'all to settle for just one thing. Because mm-hmm. you was like, well, I'm just going to apply for that school and nothing else. I was like, no, you're going to apply for all the schools that yeah, you can just do and then pick. You yeah. know, um, I do think that's important. I, But and it, this probably stressed you out as a kid, but I made you do after school activities yeah um like i made you cheer i made you play basketball yeah. which that was definitely also, a doozer like, you made me do it but at the same time you didn't keep me in that space i told no. you i didn't want to do it and you said okay we're not doing it yeah it wasn't like i don't yeah. want to do it well i'm gonna make you sit here and cheer at eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning. no like i don't want to do this no more okay we're gonna find something else you weren't yeah. like a you're going to stay here and do this. You're, you were more of a, I need you in something. So we going to find something, right. but not like a, I want you in something. So you're going to do what I couldn't do. Right. Because I really, I don't know how this came to a thing. I got four kids and nobody wanted to be in band. Yeah. Like nobody, like I <laughs> absolutely, like I, I'm okay, kind of heartbroken. Like I look I, back on it and I wish I could play an instrument. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. I absolutely loved being in the band. Even though Mm -hmm. I was a flagger, I I mean, the band. It's a fun experience. Yes. And none of my kids wanted to do the band. And I was sad. (laughs) But I was like, okay. Well, like, are you sure? Like, are you sure? Like, are you really sure? But... Um, I might got another opportunity with Coco. I don't know. She played a cello now, and I ain't heard her play it not one time at home. So, Well, technically, the cello is not banned. I know it's not banned, but she still got a daggone instrument that she don't <laughs> play. It, but but she got into cello because she did apply for band. Mm-hmm. But bl- band, band was, was overcrowded. Yeah. yeah, so they just automatically mm-hmm. put her Band in. is big here, though. They do, like, it's not like football kind of band, but yeah, they have band I was competitions. Like, like, my school, they compete, like, every week. Like, they up I in them know. competitions. I, uh, maybe I got a shot. I don't know. Yeah. We, I don't know. I don't really see a shot. But I'm still hopeful. <laughs> I don't really see a shot. It's not there. <laughs> I'm still hopeful. But, yeah, I definitely could have made y'all. The only thing I made y'all is, you know, you got to do something other than go to school, come home, and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by nothing, I'm not saying, you know, you guys don't do homework. I'm just saying... No, you have to do something other than. Mm -hmm. And so I like how you mentioned, um, you know, dealing with mental health for teens really starts at home. Mm -hmm. You know, so let's let's touch back on that. What other than. I guess parents not making their children do what they want them to do. How uh, how else do, I guess, mental health affect you at home? You know, you said, I'm blessed to, to you know, have both parents. Um, but what what does that look like for you mentally, though? Mm, like, what, like, what do you mean? Like- because you, because, yes, we know that children can have big stressors dealing Mm -hmm. at home and we know that play a part of Mm -hmm. academics 
because you you have some teams that I mean realistically some are homeless and what I mean by homeless is not necessarily out on the curb Mm -hmm. with a sign but don't have their own address don't have their own room Mm -hmm. um don't you know not even sure where their next meal is going to come from Mm -hmm. or if you're dealing with a a parent that is there but absent Mm -hmm. you know like those type of things how do how do teens I guess deal with that do you know of Mm. like say if you have a parent you could be in a two-parent home but just because you're in a two-parent home don't mean parents are present Mm -hmm. you know you could be in a two-parent home and the parents still don't know what is going on with their child Mm -hmm. because Everybody live in the same house, but if you don't ask those questions because y'all are human, Mm -hmm. then you're not connecting. You don't know, you know, so you can, you can have, you got parents that will just shower their kids and give their kids whatever they want. And that's just their way of saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, I either, I love you, or you can talk to me about anything or whatever mm-hmm. them giving you something and then you have some parents that have to be absent because they have to work mm-hmm. so but them working is actually them leaving the home mm-hmm. and working and so i mean like back to circle it back like if you if you see nobody knows your child better than you right no matter how neglectful you may be no matter how much you think you may have pushed them away nobody knows your child better than you have after 15 16 17 years of being with your child nobody knows them better than you so if you feel like you are seeing behaviors in your child that are abnormal ask them about it right don't don't assume that it's something that it's not or like parents are parents might be afraid to ask them because it's gonna be them like they don't want to hear the truth about them yes they don't want to hear that they are the problem and it's not something else like a friend or it's not like oh like my boyfriend or whatever like no related i just got all this work no like yeah but they're afraid of them being the problem that it it hinders them from learning their child Mm, so like just because y'all human yeah (laughs) so if you if you talk to us we can answer you but also when you're talking to your child you it has to be in an environment where your child feels free to talk. Because if you are going to talk to them just for you to Bashing. plot what they're going to say, mm-hmm. then they're not going to talk to you how you really need to be talked to. So really, we need to be able to talk to you and not at you. Yes. Because we don't always... We want to assume that we know what's best. Yeah. Right? Um. However, like you said, you guys are human. So you might feel like something is best for you. Mm -hmm. And if I disagree with that, then understanding how to come to that happy medium, Mm -hmm. you know, because it comes a point where kids get of an age where they can definitely advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like I am no longer saying, hey, you got to eat. Hey, you got to take a bath. Mm -hmm. Hey, you got like when you're getting past that point. So even having teens being comfortable enough to come to their parent and say, hey, look, this is what's happening with me. Mm -hmm. I need some help on how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, like. And even with, I feel like also, this is, this is, might sound very strange to you. Oh my God, it's going to sound strange. But this is real though. Like This is real, she said, because they're humans. Right. Half the times when we tell y'all things, we already have our minds made up. Absolutely. So, like... Adults do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> when we when we come to you about a certain issue, it might not be for you to fix it. It might just be for you to listen to it and say, okay, and you just be there for when it goes bad. Even though mm-hmm. you might know it's going to go bad, but we just need you to be there when, when it, it goes does. bad. And not be the, I told you so. Yes. Because okay. I told you so parents probably will never get talked to. I can assure Ooh, you. Am I the I told you so parent? No. Oh, right. I should be thinking it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, you're there even when it goes bad. 
Yeah, I'm going to be there regardless. Be like, dang. But some parents will be like, yeah, well, I told you, so now you on your own. Be like, what mm. you, like, yeah. what? What you mean? Even though, yes, you may have told me, but in my mind, in that moment, I felt like this was the best decision for me. And mm. for me to grow as a person, I have to find this out for myself. Mm-hmm. And even though that might sound very hard-headed, that's life. You can't, you can't, mm-hmm. for you to just tell somebody something and for them to accept it and for them to be like, oh, okay, you're right, is definitely not the smartest thing ever. Because nobody mm-hmm. is going to just believe nobody off rip. Yeah. So Off what? Off rip. Wait, oh, means like off the bat. Off the, okay, first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Help me out now. I, okay, true. So for us to figure it out for ourselves though may sound like a horrible idea to you right now it's very beneficial to us so do you think sometimes parents get in the way in the way of like what um in the way of like do you think sometimes parents just get in the way of their kid like either dreams or their journey in which they want to do because let's just say um okay a parent might let's use sports because that's why I see it a lot in okay you've played basketball or football or whatever it is your mom made you play from when you was a little boy you good at it and your mom made you play from little boy all the way up through high school now you got to go to college and you got to still play this sport because that's your way of being able to take care of schooling mm-hmm. right but you don't really want to play this sport mm-hmm. but you've only done it because either mom said this or dad said this is what you got to do mm-hmm. and or you're not comfortable with saying hey mom look I really like this mm-hmm. but I like this other thing but I like yeah. this but now this this thing right here that you really like mm-hmm. it don't have no glitz or glams that mm-hmm. go along with it it ain't no you know showing off your athletic abilities mm-hmm. and, and all of this stuff so what you want to do don't have no glam mm-hmm. but this is what you love to do mm-hmm. but now you just over here doing what your parents want you to do how do teens deal like from your opinion if you even have friends you don't have to say their name of course but just how do they deal with situations like that or if a teen is like you know because we as parents we definitely sometimes push off what we wish we could have did on our kids so and and I've actually had teens come up to me with this where their parents have pushed them for the IB program. Mm-hmm. And so they got into the IB program. But now that they're in this IB program, it's a it. lot of work. <laughs> they hate it. Yeah. The workload is school is no longer this fun place. I'm no longer having this fun experience. Mm-hmm. How do I say... Hey, mom, I do not mm-hmm. want to be in this IV program and still be. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, mom? I, you know what? I don't really want to do IB, but can I go regular and just do honors? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. I feel like. Does that stress out the, the teens more when oh, they feel like yeah. they can't go to their parent? It. I would say it more than stresses us out. It's not. It's not even stress. It's more like a. I'm trapped. It's mm. not a stressed feeling. It's more like a, I can't even get out of the situation. Wow. It's it's not even like stress anymore at that point. If you're, I feel like parents, especially parents, I'm not going to say your age on here, but especially Ooh. parents your age. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't. Especially parents your age, they're, mm. they're scared of inconsistency. I feel like they're scared of... My child has been doing this for eight years, so they're going to do it for another eight years and another eight Sheesh. years. And they're going to do it for another eight years and they're going to be the best at it for another eight years. Jesus. Like, <laughs> That's a long. I know. So they're they're scared of once those first eight years over, now for another eight years, you're going to start new? 
Like it seems it seems almost mm. stupid to y'all to start new when you're good at something this good. Like you're good at this, so why even attempt something? <laughs> mm. Why sorry? Why even attempt something else? Right. But I feel like when when you're about eight years old, you've been playing basketball, okay. But when you're when your child is like 14, 15, mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. I can assure you, if they want to play basketball, they're going to tell you they want to keep playing basketball. Right. If they don't want to play basketball, it's going to show that they don't want to play basketball. Right. They're going to be like, you're going you gonna, to, because you're going to stop to drop them off because they're 14, 15. So right. when you're dropping them off and they like, they wait until the last minute to get out of the car. They don't want to be there. Oh, they even wait until the last minute to go to practice. Right. right. Or you got to say, hey, come on, let's go. Yeah. They Uh, don't want to be there. Right. Like, if your child does not want to be in a place, then ask yourself, why doesn't my child want to be involved in this activity? And it it could be that they like playing basketball and maybe it's the people. Or it could be Mm -hmm. that they just don't want to play this sport anymore. But if you're not asking the questions, then you're never going to know. And then now you're pressuring right. your child to play this sport that they hate or be around these people that they hate. And now they feel trapped because they are still 14, 15. So a, they they can advocate for themselves, but they cannot make decisions on their own. But there's a difference between advocating for yourself with someone you don't know versus mm-hmm. advocating for yourself and it's your parents. It, In my opinion, it's easier to advocate yourself to somebody that you don't know. Absolutely. Because like... You don't, you don't want have that. no expectations on me. Exactly. Like, you don't, you don't even know me enough to even question why I think like this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you have not raised me. So it's, right. people be like, oh, you know, you ain't my mama. Like, you don't, right. you don't know me for real. Like, and that's real. Like, you are my mom, so you don't know me. But when you got to talk to your mama, right. that's crazy. <laughs> like, what? So, do you, like, in, in all honesty... Um, because I know I say, all right, well, you could, you could, I mean, let me know, or you can come to me, or you can talk to me. Do you honestly feel that you could, though? Like, do you think I would flip out if you came to me right now, like, you know what, Mom? I know I'm about to go into my senior year, but I don't want to go to LVA no more. <laughs> um, like, no, you- because I've, I've, I've told you things that are groundbreaking to you and you haven't mm-hmm. flipped out on me. Okay. Like I've told you things that you see that you seem are out of the norm to you mm-hmm. and you haven't showed that what is the word? That Crazy. aggression towards oh. me. <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> aggression. That I aggression like that towards aggression towards you. Right. Yeah. Can't be aggression to my tinkers. I know the tink tinks. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, I feel like I've already told you some things that have limited my my life. Mm-hmm. So for me to like say that I couldn't talk to you would be a lie, because I mm-hmm. have talked to you. Right. So, but do I feel like there are some things that do not need your involvement? Yes. Yeah. Everything needs my involvement. No. Yes. No. Okay. See, this is where we disagree. We agree to disagree right here. Yeah. Because I need to be involved in everything. Everything. <laughs> and and that's the thing. I think um, sometimes as parents, we definitely are stressors for mm-hmm. our kids, um, especially when we can't let go. At some point, we got to yeah. be able to let go and allow us to see what we've created fully Mm -hmm. you know and I sit back and I watch all of my children just and when I say watch y'all not necessarily micromanage but Mm -hmm. I like to hear your decisions Mm -hmm. on what you are doing that's why I'll say you know if you come with me a question I'll be like okay so because I know you already have an answer for it I'm like okay so what did you think Mm -hmm. you know that's always my comeback because I want to know what your answer is on how you are going to handle Mm -hmm. this um and sometimes we as moms we don't we've been controlling Mm y'all so long but we know y'all humans 
right? But we've been controlling y'all every move. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's hard for a parent to let that control go. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it was even hard for me to let it go. But now I I just watch because now I want to know how did I do? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I let go just so I can see the decisions you guys are making um, and and see how you guys handle yourselves. Because I'm not going to always be around. The goal is for you guys to outlive me. Mm-hmm. You know, so the when I'm not here, I just want to see how you guys mm-hmm. uh, operate. You know, if I'm if I'm still making all of your decisions and and yes, you are 17 and yes, you are not legally an adult and stuff like that. But you have that room to make your own decisions to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I am not here to say, oh, no, you have to do this. or you have to do that. I kind of want to get your opinion, because here is reality. When you go off to college, you're going to be doing a lot of your own decision making. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't want you to have to make these these decisions once you're gone. Yeah. You need to, you know, start making some decisions now so you it won't be such a cultural shock when you're no longer here. Yeah. With me. You can't just come to my room and be like, Ma Right? Huh. You won't you'll have to call me. Oh. You're gonna have to call me once you leave and then I'm gonna have to answer my phone. Well, See, that's the whole leave. thing. I'm gonna just stay here. You can stay here. No, I'm lying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm coming with you. I just, no. I've decided, okay, I'm not going to come. I'm just going to come visit a lot. But, you know, parents, we have to, for those who are uh, teen moms on here, I hope you have heard what Erica said. I mean, she gave some great nuggets. Mm-hmm. One of the takeaways that you guys should have is that they're humans. And they're human. Just ask. Like, if you don't know, ask. Like, if assuming things are gonna hurt more than help, and and if it feels uncomfortable to you, that's probably a good thing. Then that means that you should be pushing yourself forward to ask those questions. I agree. I, I I definitely agree. Like, and again, understanding that we as parents, we've been controlling y'all for so long that when it's time to not control y'all so much, a lot of parents do have issues with that. Yeah. Because again, we feel like we know everything and we might know everything for us, but to honestly say, I know what's best for you as far as... <laughs> what is as far as what you like? Like I could be like, okay, I know what's best for my child. Her medical, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Different. I know what's that's best different. for my child when yeah. she need to eat. But what you want to do and how you want to do it, only you know what's best. Yeah, and just because you're 17, don't make it not best for you. Mm-hmm. And you I know. feel like people gotta take like, even if you're 13, don't mean you don't know right. what's best. Like a 13 year old. Has a completely independent mind. I can trust you. When I was thirteen, I was a completely independent-minded person. I don't know. I don't know how you came to be, but you have always, and I'm saying this loosely. You have always done what you wanted to do, and what I mean by that is, you started dressing yourself at the age of two. Mm-hmm. Like I like that's that is something honest. Mm-hmm. Now you did not match at all. <laughs> But if you always put on what you want, like I used to have to, I used to fight you for <laughs> putting on clothes because I used to go down the wall, monitor target and get Not outfits. Yes. Get the outfits that match. It came in a set. You pay one <laughs> price for two pieces, a shirt and a pair of shorts or a shirt and pants. And you would never match the set. And I always... It was a stylistic choice. It was Yes, it was but it, it bothered me because <laughs> I bought this as a set. So mm-hmm. you supposed to wear it how I bought it, right? right? And you definitely never agreed. You wore rain boots in the sunshine and no no rain in the forecast <laughs> nowhere. Um, and but it could have been rain. Y'all don't know. <laughs> it was not any rain. And so, you know what? I learned right then and there that... I'm just going to allow you mm-hmm. to do. Um, and, and that made it easier for me because you were stressing me out. 
Um, because I had to argue with you every month, so every morning. So me going to bed knowing that Lord, I'm gonna have to deal with Erica in the morning, was a stressor. Mm-hmm. You know, you and so and so one day I was just like, forget it, what you weren't. <laughs> and from that day on, it made my life easier. You was excited to get up and put your clothes on, mm-hmm. like. I didn't have to fight you to wear your clothes. Mm-hmm. You just got dressed and whatever you walked out the house, yeah. You that's and Auntie Jess and Auntie Keith used to be so mad. They used to be like They you I remember them being Why mad. does my niece look like this? <laughs> that's the way she wanna look and that's her look for the day. I like <laughs> no, I can't do nothing you, about it. Right. Auntie Jess will pick you up from school or from daycare and be like this is not this ain't cool this ain't cool <laughs> and, but you were so happy with whatever it is and from that point I realized okay each kid is different I know but this is a different but type of this different. is definitely a different type of different like you well I feel like that also came because you just came off of raising two guys yeah like I was I, your first girl. You was expecting uh, me to be a Barbie doll. I was. Like, and I you, definitely was not. <laughs> where would I lay out for you? And you definitely you did know. not. Um, you were not the Barbie. You didn't do a whole lot of baby Barbie type Mm-mm. things. Like, everything for you really was electronic. Yeah. Everything I bought you that was electronic, expensive. you, you <laughs> definitely inexpensive. You definitely played with from leapfrogs and leap pads, like everything well, electronic. You yeah. had everything, and everything that you yeah. really gave attention to mm-hmm. was electronics. All that other stuff you did clear. <laughs> so you know, I I think it is refreshing for us as parents to hear from teens to say how can we do better mm-hmm. and even for teens to hear us as moms saying or dads or parents just let's just say parents here let us say we want to do better mm-hmm. and just work with us as we work with y'all yeah because it's not always I think that's all it takes. yeah it's not it's not it's not something that happened overnight and it's not something that's easy for us as parents, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of things, especially moms my age and older, a lot of things we've missed out on. And so yeah. it's like we feel like, OK, we don't want our kids to miss out on no opportunities. We mm-hmm. want them to to be better than us and we want them to do, to just go. Mm-hmm. But we want to push you to go in the direction that we want you to go mm-hmm. versus support you and going into the direction you want to go. I feel like you've even seen this, like, in your own children. Like, when you when you don't have that restraint on them to do something, they go a lot farther than when you do have that restraint. Have you noticed mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. like, in yourself? Yeah. I mean, again, four kids, two boys, two girls, all of you, all of you We're guys. All different. Uh, every opposite. last one of you guys are so different. And so I always say, like with Kason, he's the oldest. He I was gonna say me and Kason, for example. He <laughs> is um Kason is very free minded. Like Kason is free minded and stubborn. So if he don't wanna yeah. do it, he is not <laughs> he ain't he, gonna do it. He not budging. You can't make me do right. it. <laughs> he's not budging. And so even down with college, Kason never liked school. So it is not. It was hard for you to push him to want to. Well, do that it was. Him. I didn't. I didn't even want to push him. <laughs> like I didn't even say I was. My thing to him was, you have to do something. Yeah, you were like you were you like know? even if it was a trade school, yeah, or something like that. You, you even you if you just do, gotta go out and get a job, you got to do something. You have to do something, yeah. and whatever it is. See, I just want you guys to know that the decisions that y'all make, gotta live with it. you got to live with those decisions. Not me. I don't have to live with them. I have to live with the decisions that I make. And so one of my decisions is allowing y'all to make y'all own decisions and me support it. But the decision got to make sense. So you yeah. can't say, oh, mom, I'm graduating from high school, but I ain't doing nothing after. Well, now, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we stepping in dangerous territory. <laughs> yeah, because now we got to talk. Yeah, you know, because you can't do nothing. Right. You're gonna have to do something. Yeah, and so 
that's the thing. Like, um, I, I knew Kason won't gonna like school because he ain't never liked it. Yeah. Somebody that want like you pursue things. You when you like something, when you want to do something, it's what you pursue. You have been pursuing college ever since you went into ninth grade. Yeah. So college is something that you want to do. Not something that I'm saying you have to do. Because success looked different on everybody. On everybody. Yeah. And success, college don't equal success. True. You know what I'm saying? So you have to know what you want your success to look like Mm -hmm. you know success is I have a lot of people that work for me that have several degrees more than one but they are definitely working 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 their fingers to the bone you know so is that really successful is that you know you have to determine what you want your success to look like yeah you know and so again we have to do better with open dialogue. Yeah. Just so be I think, yeah. Well, I sure do appreciate you today for this topic. You've been great. I guess until next time, what what do you got to say to the people? Cause we uh-huh. is good in over an hour. <laughs> we is good in over. Um, good luck. Honestly, I mean, if you if you decide after this, you'd be like, I Take need to. I'm gonna talk to my team today. I say, good luck and everything's gonna work out if you believe. Peace. Take us out, Eric. Oh, where are you going? <laughs>